how are we gonna do all this? Crazy. And my thought, I have always believed that the bulb idea, the light bulb ideas, ping, even the sound is universal. <laughs> ping. The ping is a is the synthesis of a hard analysis. With all the restrictions that come with COVID-19 and many of us having to stay home, life seems to have come to a halt. We have been forced to reconstruct our daily ways of life and reevaluate how we do everything, from walking out our own doors to buying food and going to work. Because we're at home more, we have time to do things like consume more media. We can see that by the more than 16 million people who created Netflix accounts during the first three months of the year, almost double than the last months of 2019. Whether it's on our phones or by watching TV, media has always offered us an escape, a door into another world or universe. As you sit down and binge another new series or scroll endlessly through movie choices because you don't know which one to choose, have you stopped to ask yourself how content is being produced with COVID-19 restrictions? What are producers, directors, actors, and everyone involved in the TV and film industry doing if backlots and production houses are temporarily closed or only certain people are allowed to be on set at a given time? On this episode of Latin Equis, I speak to Alex Mendoza, Jennifer Berens, Mauricio Mendoza, and Cesar Gamino part of the dream team of more than 50 people who were involved in producing a feature film from their own homes. From two countries and 17 remote set locations, the result was a 14-episode feature-length anthology film titled Sins and Virtues. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latinx, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for the new generation of Latinx. We want to go beyond listening. We're ready to speak up. So join me in conversation every week as I meet Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow this one. So join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx and reach out. You can also find out more at our website at wearelatinx.com. Why don't you lead us in, Andrea? Why don't you uh, tell us who to go first? Cesar, please go first. Oh, um, well, I was brought in because Jennifer and Mauricio, I've known them from uh, for a couple of years now and uh, hung out with them. And they said, hey, we got this project. Would you be interested? We know you're a filmmaker. And they kind of explained it to me what it was all about. And they said, your uh, thing would be this. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not. So I'm like, okay, uh, that my topic would be this. And they said, you have to film at home. You can't use your expensive gear because they know that I got my toys and they just, they said, we want to make it across the board. So just use your phone. I said, my iPhone? Yeah. I said, okay, total runtime, anything. They said, whatever you want. What do you want me to write? Whatever you want. All right. So I write, came with a script, showed it to Alejandro. He's like, yeah, go for it. I said, all right. It took two days to get 14 creative teams together for Sins and Virtues, the brainchild of Alex Mendoza, an entertainment executive from Mexico. As a true seasoned professional filmmaker, Alex, or Alexito, as he was asked to be called during the interview, fought his way into the industry by learning how to produce and distribute films. 
I decided to stay in the business because I like it and I like the Latinos and I like the fact that they always party after working. I went back and established an event image uh, company that we now work for about 18 festivals a year. It wasn't difficult to get everyone on board to produce the film. And one of the first to say yes was Cesar Gamino, director, actor, and filmmaker originally from Wisconsin, but a first-generation son of two immigrants from Mexico and Colombia. Once the digital revolution happened, I jumped on board with that. I actually made this uh, short film called The Violinist that I starred in and produced because uh, my main thing is acting besides filmmaking. And then we, So that gave us a taste on the film festival circuit. We moved out to LA, my girlfriend and I, and we became producing partners. We make our own stuff. Um, we had a, have a company, a production company called Dirty Cues Productions, where we've made uh, Latinx web series, kind of like a Jane the Virgin novella kind of thing, where I play a, a Colombian uh, uh, mafioso type cartel. And I did my best Ricardo Montalban impersonations I could, because I figured maybe my guy grew up learning English from watching him. The producing team that made the initial calls included Jennifer Berens and Mauricio Mendoza. Jennifer is a Venezuelan award-winning producer, an actress, writer, and director, and she is the CEO and founder of True Form Films, along with Mauricio, her husband, whom she met on set and clicked with right away. Mauricio is an award-winning producer, partner and co-founder of True Form Films, actor, and writer. Most recently, you can find both Mauricio and Jennifer on El Contratista, now available on Amazon Prime. Instead of Mauricio Mendoza, refer to me as Musito El Más Bonito. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Ever since I was little, I would go and watch TV and go into, you know, looking through the, you know, how the old televisions were really big in the back and they had like these um, holes where you can actually see I don't know you could hear from I would peek in there and I'm like I want to be in that box with these people you know um, I didn't get to study uh, start studying and pursuing it until after high school because my parents had no idea I always danced ever since I was little so I I was always in the arts I just loved being um, creative realized that I can get an agent actually I can get more than one agent in Miami because it's a right to work state in Florida so I ended up getting 10 agents and I started auditioning and I booked my first commercial. To me, that was a sign because there was always the naysayers. Oh, that's interesting. That's what you're going to study. But what else are you going to study? So you can fall back on them. Like, um, no, nothing. This is what I want to do. Alexito El Bonito called us and invited us to, um, to join forces with him to do this project, this COVID-19 um, project we thought it was an incredible idea and immediately we said yes um, to jump on as lead producers with him and then we just started calling our our friend filmmakers who we have respect for and we know are uh, reliable and um, Cesar is one of them and then he also Alex um, also called people so I think one of the questions is um, you know how did you get so many people involved we just started calling and literally before we were even done people were like yes we're in <laughs> you know so it was pretty easy and it was pretty fast like literally in two three days we had everyone you know and it's been a really wonderful ride it is a film that was born 
because of a party. Um, I'm very fortunate to count with the American Cinematheque, in which periodically we show a Latino film at the Egyptian theater. Because of that, the, I organized these this showcases of Latino films. And my first thought that started all this was how the COVID-19 after party is gonna look like. And then I said, it would be nice to have a film for the party made by us, but how? We have no resources, we have no way to get together, we have nothing of usual things that you have when you do a film. How are we gonna do all this? Crazy. And my thought, I have always believed that the bulb idea, the light bulb ideas, ping, even the sound is universal. <laughs> ping, the ping is, a, is the synthesis of a hard analysis. When you, Got the ideas because you have been thinking on the idea and breaking it apart and trying to solve it and, and making it little pieces. So the thought was, was simple. And making a film in a year is impossible from nothing? No way. You can't do that, Alex. How you can solve it? Mm -hmm. Don't develop a script. How you could do one without developing a script to shorten the time? To be able to do, well, I need to do it in two weeks. To do it in two weeks, I need a... TV series writing room for two months to come up with it. Oh, I could have a lot of writers doing their own little thing. Episode. In the emotions people feel, being in isolation for that long, that's a good one. All the bad, all the good, to the very extreme. All their sins and virtues. And that's how we came up. So what are the seven sins and seven virtues? They were first listed in the 6th century by the Roman Catholic Church. The seven virtues have their opposites, and according to Dante's The Divine Comedy, they have an order of greatness. The sins are lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, anger, envy, and pride. The virtues are chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, forgiveness, kindness, and humility. The one that make Ironically, the one that make all this project possible is one that is not there. And I will add it immediately. And it's trust. There are right now 54 people working for this project. Everybody in base of trust in each other. Nobody is making more. And understanding that there has to be some leadership to guide the thing, they trust on the elite team to be able to pull it out and not only pull it out, now that the party is long possible, the party is not the, the purpose, it's to show how quickly in a common purpose, a bunch of good friends and friends of friends can make a feature length film. Cesar, since you acted and directed and they called you to do this, what made you trust them and want to be involved in this? I better say something nice about Mauricio and Jennifer. That's well, baby. I've known Mauricio and Jennifer for quite some time now. And so, you know, you know that they're going to finish what they start. And coming from an actor's point of view, anytime a filmmaker says, oh, I want to, I'm going to make this project, you know, I want, you want to act in this project, typically is you know, never any pay and it's always exposure because did you know you can pay your rent with exposure now? <laughs> so, so it's always, 
from an actor's point of view, you have to have a trust that that director has a sense of responsibility to finish what they start. The challenge was, we don't have all those extra resources to be able to, pr to produce something entertaining. Can we do it just in base of the story? From the very first meeting, and I think I, be I beat Caesar to saying it, we say, it is the stories are production value. And the audience will be forgiven if we don't show too much production value. And it will be surprised of any production value extra that we offer them. But the, 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 the key was we need good stories. If, if the stories, that's the production value. That, that's what it is. And then the hardest part was the, the, the majority of our project takes place in our backyard. And then you realize, you know, when it comes to lighting, oh, the sun hits there all day long. And so any skin is just going to be hot. It's going to be washed and it's going to be overexposed. And I was like, oh no, what did I do? So we had to wait for the sun to go behind some trees. So we had a window of an hour and a half, hoping there wasn't noise. And then of course, then they start doing extra construction next door. We gave them two weeks. Yeah, that, did, that was a very short time to, to be able to do something like this. And you've already talked a little, Alexito, on, you know, the uh, challenges and the obstacles that you face. So, Jennifer, can you tell me a little bit about what was exhilarating to you of the whole process of doing this as a producer? You get to just do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I signed on. You know why? <laughs> what was the best for me? Sorry, Jennifer, because we, we are in it. Is yeah, this, right. this camaraderie, this, this, um, the Zoom meetings have been, oh boy. Yeah. I know some of them are recorded because we will show them somehow. Uh, because uh, the Zoom meetings, could you imagine we had 20 creative people at the same time? And at one point, everybody talking. When we started saying, who's, who do we want? We automatically st started, we knew automatically. Okay, who do I want to work with first? that we're gonna be spending time with mm -hmm. doing this project. Right. And and it all became about trust. Who, do, who, who can we count on? And you know what was really cool about yeah. it? The process is um, Alexito was having, he was, you know, creating his list and we created our list and we actually had the same people on both lists. And he's like, oh, I already reached out to them. Oh, I already, I'm like, oh my God, that's funny. You know, like Oscar and Lauda and his life, okay. This is, it's great because it's, uh, you know, it's about, it is about who knows you and, um, and it is a small community um, that we've known each other. We've grown up together for the last 20 years. It's very, very important to create that, that um, artist connection. The average cost of producing a major studio movie is around $65 million. Of course, this number varies, and by what I researched, it's on the lower end of the spectrum for what we call blockbuster movies. Pirates of the Caribbean, on Stranger Tides, officially holds the record with a budget of $378.5 million. That's a lot of money. According to an article by The Guardian, movie costs can be broken down into percentages. For example, 5% of the budget goes towards scripting and development. Production costs like salaries of people involved take up around 25% of the budget. And then there's marketing and distribution, which takes a big chunk of the budget because we know that there's no point in spending so much on something that not a lot of people will see. 
So the amount of hyphens in this, I was working, starting the first draft of the credit roll, and it's incredible. There's a six-year-old camera operator. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And, um, and then a seven-year-old um, slate, slate girl. So for us, the ex one of the exhilarating um, moments for me is having our daughter, Juliana, um, she's the lead. She's the star. That was more fun to watch than anything else. That's you also know, what she was learning, right? She was learning what a slate was. Yeah, yeah, how to yeah. hit the marker, how to go, you know, scene one, take two, yeah, you know, yeah. and to, to listen to our yeah, daughter because literally we were in the scene. So sometimes we had to have her watching what we so were we doing. We have our little toy slates, you know, so <laughs> this is exactly what she used to like scene one take one, scene one, take two. And you just like, go, do it. I mean, it was so cute, it was awesome. It reminds me of, so in undergrad, I double majored and one of my majors was theater directing. I had to cross over with the film department all the time. And, and what I'm hearing is kind of how they give you like projects in school where you have to find whatever resources you can and you have two weeks to do the project you find all of your friends are the actors in the film and you know all of the places on campus where everyone's filming and you kind of almost have to take turns because everyone wants to use the same i mean it's different in this case but it forces creativity out of you in different ways that the 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 easiness of having this huge production team and this huge crew and all of these sets. No, it complicates more than your life. We you are over-processed. We go through processes that we truly don't need just because they need to be done because everybody does it. No! Being a Latino, for, uh, being a Latina in this industry for me has opened doors to two markets. It's just been, for me, I've never felt um, like a second-class citizen. I was born in Venezuela. I was raised in Miami, so where Latinos are very proud to be Latino. I'm a, you know, I'm in that um, Caribbean, like, like um, spirit of loud and proud of being a Latina, and I've never apologized for it, you know, and, I, and growing up, um, when I was living in D.C., in Washington, D.C., and my brother was born in Arlington um, in Alexandria, I remember one time in six, seven, um, I was six or seven in first grade, and I remember I was learning English, and the kids would laugh at me. But I never felt that it was because I was Latina. I just felt because I didn't know the language. Like, for me, it was like they're being mean because I'm saying share instead of chair or and I'm saying choose instead of shoes. You know what I mean? So those are like really vivid memories of me growing up um, in this country as a, as a Latina and, and understanding that, okay, I'm different, but hey, you know, I'm learning a new language. Like, do you know two languages? I've always grown up being proud of it. And, um, and I realized really, really fast that, oh, wow, I could work in English and I can work in Spanish. So when I, when I, and my agents, that's why I was able to get 10 agents in one, one submission because they were like, oh, you're, you're bilingual? Perfect. That's, that's exactly what we're looking for. You're going to be able to work in both markets and it's fantastic. So it's always for me, being a Latina has always been a blessing. It's been um, uh, an advantage, you know, and I've always seen it that way. And um, we've been able to produce 
projects that are in English and projects that are in Spanish, obviously. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And we've used our ethnicity, um, though I'm an American citizen. You'll never see us picketing out there for, you know, the Latino rights or anything. We use our company as a platform to teach because we feel that if we take the power within ourselves and like Alexito says, we'll invite him to our party, True Form Films becomes part of the game changer um, in, in Hollywood. And that's how we look at uh, uh, producing as. We don't ever classify ourselves as this a Latino project. You know, we're just human beings just doing a project who just happen to, to be Latino. So we want to use always everything that we do as a platform to to um, to educate to to educate everybody and that's why we also have uh, we also mentor uh, actors and uh, directors and via zoom we 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 work with mindset before we get to talent it's really important to for us to not get caught in in the victim quality of being a latino in in the business so we just want to encourage that being being uh ethnic is power being a gardener is not a stereotype. It is a reality. Being a maid is not a stereotype. It's a reality. It is how we approach those realities that make the stereotype. Right. You want a gardener story? I have one that the actor was nominated for best acting. A drug dealers of all kinds, white, black, and Latinos, and the movie wants the Oscar, or no, he was nominated, he didn't, didn't want. Traffic, give me that quality of story, I don't care who you put in it. It's all about the story. And the quality of the story needs to be fair, not stereotypical. <laughs> Thank you for that, because I think um, a lot of the conversations I always have is uh, centered around playing stereotypes. And I haven't really, every time we talk about this, when I talk to actors, Latino actors, they don't feel a resentment toward it or they feel like it's something bad. They just, it's almost like, you know, if that's what the movie needs, that's what the movie needs. But I'm I'm going to, le voy a rendir honor a lo que sea que estoy haciendo y no tiene que ser necesariamente algo malo. You're too young. You're too young for for, uh, getting this, but I urge you, I please urge you, if you are interested in films and like films and like about Latino actors, watch any film, okay, you can get a hold of with Lupe Ontiveros. The woman did 62 maid roles in her life. She killed Selena's. Okay. She killed Selena. Oh, okay, of course I know who that is, yes. Look at her films, look at her films, and you will see in each one of them a very proud maid, a very maid with feelings. You will see a maid with curiosity. We will see a maid with something else that gives them the reality and the feel whether they are of worth. That's what we miss. Apart from killing Jennifer Lopez's character of Selena in the movie Selena, you might have seen Lupe Ontiveros in Desperate Housewives, for which she was nominated for an Emmy Award. Lupe was born in El Paso, Texas, and worked in more than 100 films and TV shows throughout her career. She passed away in 2012. If you are interested in a 30-minute free consultation as a student, if you're listening, um, definitely look for us at um, 
Shortcut, Shortcut to, to Hollywood.biz. You want to be cast in these stereotypical, for lack of a better word, roles and get multiple and multiple and multiple of the same role because then the casting director, then you know that you have such a specific look and such a specific casting in essence that they know immediately who to call and they know and, and you're always going to be called in to get the opportunity to play the part. Once you're in, like once you are established and you have a body of work and you get to that level that you're recognizing your celeb, then you could break out. Michael Pena is an example. You know, exactly. He did Crash and then he blew up. And he had been playing the thugs for all, quite a while. Exactly. Then he did a movie called Crash, and boom, it just changed his life. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's you can't, a lesson. You can't cut yourself out of those stereotypes. So you can't cut him down to like, oh, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so fortunate, so pleased, so grateful that this has grown way beyond what I ever imagined that I will be able to do, okay? And I have directed men in female roles, but I never thought that I, this will grow to what he has done. It's the work of all of them. I, you know, I want to add to that. For me, um, you know, aside from seeing my daughter just bloom and be free, it was, is the teamwork, right? For, uh, I've always said determination. My uh, motto is, Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, being a Lone Ranger is a lonely, it's a lonely existence. To be a successful entrepreneur, you, you learn how to create team around that idea, you know? And so this is us stepping it up during a time where people are freaking out and really focusing on the problem. And we took this opportunity, this time, as a, as a time to stay creative and stay on top of what we love to do and as a community really support one another emotionally creatively and create team and so having having something else to focus on and to not be stopped by this this doom and gloom of what's happening in the world for me was especially exhilarating and especially like beautiful to see because people just said yes immediately and um being being um a co-op a co-op, you know, a cooperative, being a collaboration. It's about being in collaboration versus in competition. Because normally, you know, we're all, we're all, as far as actors, you know, we go out for the same roles. Um, as far as film um, filmmakers, we also submit to the same film festivals. So there's a sense of competition in, in, the, in, in what the industry is, but there's, there's no sense of competition with us personally and because we're it's the win-win and it's a collaboration that um that that's what we love um how we love to work and create and it's been just really beautiful to see already already uh, uh outlining the the second wave oh wow back into so there is a second part, and it will be called COVID-19. Seeing some virtue, the second wave. That's awesome. If we get to that, and any of the 14 filmmakers want to join again, 
they will need to do something different. They will get another theme than the one that they got in the first wave. But it will still be the seven sins and seven virtues with different interpretations. You can find more information on Alex, Jennifer, Mauricio, and Cesar in the description of this episode. But most importantly, like and follow Sins and Virtues on Facebook at COVID-19 Sins and Virtues so you can stay up to date for when the film is out. This project is an amazing example of working with what you have and within a given set of circumstances. It shows what happens when passion meets talent and why trust can be our greatest asset. Entonces, es un honor tenerlos a todos on Latinx. You can have us anytime. Muchísimas gracias. Very good. I want to take a picture. Wait, don't, don't. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to support your communities. It doesn't matter what you choose to advocate for, just go out there and help. Connect and inspire others to do the same. Download our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can stay up to date. And join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx. Reach out and let me know what's important to you. I'd love to hear what you have to say.